Welcome to today's episode of Let Me Be Brief. I'm your co-host, Andy Rieger of Jay Rieger Rieger and Co. Jay Rieger and Co. Hi, Matt Basinger of Interrupt Me As I'm Speaking and Introducing You. Uh, I'm joined by Matt Basinger, who is known for being an interrupting type. Um, But it's okay because Matt decided that since this episode is really special to us, we got a good buddy sitting across from us that we're drinking whiskey. And the whiskey is in your cup, and your cup's yep. liquid is brown, which is the color of good whiskey. Uh, we're in the Let It Fly Media Studios. We're joined by the wonderful and the awesome Miss Jackie Wise of M-Prize Bank. Today's guest is someone who, like I said, Matt and I have known for a very long time, Mr. Andrew Dowis of Pro Athlete. Andrew is their CEO. Really, really cool company. We're going to let him tell you all about it. Andrew, welcome to the show. Thanks, guys. Good to see you. It's, it's been a really while. good to see you. It's been too long. It has. I'm glad this is happening. Yes. Um, for the uninformed, let's start with the softball question of the day. What is pro athlete? Oh, I like the sports analogies. Yep. Okay. Good. Good. There's going to be a lot of those, those today. Um, pro athlete, online company. We sell bats, gloves, pickleball paddles now. So mm-hmm. been uh, around since 1987. Yep. Went online in 99. And yeah, that's kind of what we've been doing. And Pro Athlete is is essentially a parent company. What are the brands yep. that, that sit under Pro Athlete that some folks might be more familiar with? Yep. Yeah. Locally, Pro Athlete's the brand people probably know, but nationally, JustBats.com, JustGloves.com, and now JustPaddles.com. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, one of the cool things about Pro Athlete, let's sort of talk about the corporate structure as a whole, how you guys view office and work balance and as we're coming out of covid this is filmed in february C-word. of 20 i know february of 2022 you know what's getting people excited to come back into the office sort of talk to us about your guys approach to staff yeah yeah i think one of the best things about pro athlete is just our facility and then kind of the culture that we've created i think when you read about us in some of the magazines and stuff you read about the swimming pool batting cage the spa the bar we get to have a bar too which is cool um you know all that type of stuff and you know i think back when the hedrick family started it they kind of put that foundation in place that you want to take care of your people and then they'll take care of your customers and we've just kind of taken that to new heights ever since so um I don't know. We just always believe in doing the right thing and everything else will kind of take care of itself. You know, if you focus on selling the bats and gloves first, I don't know, that's, that's fun. But if you focus on taking care of the people and things like that first, I think then everything can be even more fun. And it's been difficult with COVID because I think a lot of people miss coming into the office, getting the free food, going to the bar, getting a manicure, pedicure, haircut, and all that stuff. But we found a way to kind of create a new culture virtually. They're all excited to be back for sure. And I think we're going to open on uh, opening day of baseball season is the plan. So getting everyone back. Yeah. At tailgate. But know, there's, but there's stuff. even more. I mean, you know, gotten the chance to go there and hang out. I mean, basketball court, yeah. the the lunchroom with a full-time chef who will even come to people's desks and say, yeah. you know, you need a smoothie. You've got a personal trainer who will literally schedule times with employees and say, get up from your office chair. Yeah. We're going for your workout coffee shop. I mean, yeah, it's crazy. Like yeah. the amount of, literally what you are providing the staff. Yeah. It it becomes this game that we like to play, right? Who can one up the last perk, you know, and then everybody wins with that. So you do a coffee shop. Well, what can be better? Let's do a bar. What can be better? Let's do a spa. And just, you just keep playing that game. And in the end, you know, all the employees kind of benefit from that, but yeah, personal trainer, full-time chef, all those types of things. Some of my favorite, we pay hundred percent of your health insurance. That's been pretty key, you know, the last couple of years, uh, we give each employee $1,500 a year to donate to whatever charity they want. 
we do that just because we want to teach them the power of giving back instead of myself or other executives making a decision to donate a big lump sum to one charity we spread it out and let the employees do that and it's really cool to see them you know get passionate about a charity and um, give money in their time so that's why we do it that way let's let's take a break from talking about pro athlete let's talk about you oh for a minute i like the pro um, athlete stuff better you know and and I think Annie and I know Scott and you transitioned in the CEO role over the course of the last handful of years. Yep. How did you get involved with this company? Where did you start? What's your yeah. journey been within Pro Athlete? Started at the bottom, um, you know, answering phones, just kind of entry level out of college, trying mm -hmm. to make money. You know, I knew I wanted to be in sports and business. If I could do that, I was going to be, you know, great. Found this company just called Pro Athlete and it intrigued me. So kind of took the job answering phones and just, I always say I just annoyed Scott, you know, so much that he just kept letting me kind of move up. But I'm totally a product of a really good culture and environment that lets you do that. Most companies, you'd have to have some kind of certification, previous experience, a pro athlete, you can really get anywhere you want if you get in the door. And yeah, I just kind of kept throwing ideas out. A ton of them got laughed at and said no to, but you know, a few of them, like, yeah, that's pretty good. And it would kind of move the ball forward. And then pretty quickly, I stopped asking and just started doing. And I think he really liked that. I definitely wouldn't be where I am without Scott, because mm -hmm. you don't have to allow somebody to do that. Yeah. You know, your pride might get in the way, you know, for most people, but not him, because he's just like the best guy ever. And to let somebody kind of come in and push you, you know, like he yeah. let me do, it was pretty, pretty rare, I think. So yeah. I'm very fortunate. And, and I, you know, we, we get to speak with a lot of entrepreneurs who maybe who start their own companies on the show, right? Yeah. And are sometimes in an earlier phase. Um, what was, I mean, how did you initiate or how was that transition initiated where over the course of years, Scott says, hey, you're, you know, you're going to be the guy or you're saying, can I be the guy? And he stepped out uh, yeah. and he stepped out at a really challenging time yeah and, uh, but y'all have kept going so maybe yeah. just walk through that transition a little bit if you don't mind yeah i always talked about it being an ownership mentality you know i think people think they have to actually own a business to have that mentality you don't you know i think it was really cool i was had that ownership mentality with the first job i had in there you know you think about the business as a whole and not just your job i don't want to be the best marketing associate i want to do what's best for the company and i think he saw that early on and you know we just kept kind of talking and we never sat down and did like formal training. There was no, you know, plan put in place after this many years. We just don't operate like that. Mm -hmm. We would just sit there and it's like, does it feel right? Yeah. Okay. Take this. Does it feel right? Okay. Take this. Here's some ownership if you can pay for it. And just kind of kept going along mm -hmm. the way. Very non-traditional, you know, to what most companies would probably do. So, so it's a very different dynamic in the sense that, you know, Scott is not a old person. Um, his parents started it they did in 87, yeah, 87. right yep. so you're technically the third ceo more or yeah. less yeah. the first non-family right ceo so today in february of 2022 how involved is i'm just going to reference scott as the family sure um how involved is the fa the family in the decision making in the guidance in the trajectory relative to it's andrew dowis's show yeah, great question. Um, you know, Scott is still heavily involved. He has a passion for the buying side of the business. That was always his thing. He loves the mechanics behind that. So he he like runs that part of the business. But as far as the rest of it, he kind of just lets me kind of run it, you know, and we consult all the time. We talk every single day, great relationship. But 
Um, he just kind of has a regular job and then his title's chairman now. And, you know, we just kind of meet regularly and I throw ideas out. If it's something he doesn't like, he might push back, but you know, most of the time we're pretty much in sync. So, so when you guys are all formally back in the office, do you expect him to be in the office yeah, I think with so. you guys pretty much every single day? Yeah, I think so. He, you know, like you said, he's still young and energetic and very passionate about the business. And quite frankly, he contributes at a very high level still and wants to be a part of all the stuff that we do there, which, you know, I want him to be. It's awesome. Yeah. Let, I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit about business mechanics of, I mean, you all have like baseball bats are not cheap. Gloves yeah. are not cheap, right? right? Some of these items, especially the high end items are very expensive. And so to keep, you know, 10 or maybe hundreds of some of your items in stock, like, are you, are you working with a bank? Are you buying these just from cash flow? What is, what is that portion of your growth look like? Because in the last couple of years, you've launched just paddles mm -hmm. and then I don't know if you want to talk about the hat you're yeah. wearing, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah. You had an acquisition. And yeah. so would love to see about like how you structured those. Yeah. A um, little bit of both. So yeah, working with banks, obviously, but you know, cash flow helps with those two. That's an area that Scott really thrives in, you know, because the, the inventory is the big one for us. We, we have thousands and thousands and thousands of bats. You guys have been up to the facility. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. And yes, bats are expensive. $500, yep. you know, $400 gloves. It's insane. But yeah, I mean, we have great partnerships. We're also part of a buying group. Um, it's called Sports Inc. And they're, you know, great. It's a big like consortium where all these different brands come in and they all like kind of spread the risk and stuff out amongst each other. Mm -hmm. So if you're buying some bats or whatever from Rawlings or something, they write one big check to Rawlings for everybody in the group. Okay. And so it just helps you with more buying power and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So. Um, okay. So let's sort of go back to the business itself. Yep. Um, let's talk about the last few years. So you guys sell sports equipment, you sell it direct to consumer, you sell it via online. A, is that the business model that you're going to stick with? Um, have you considered opening physical locations? And then really, what has it been like over the last two years? I know for speaking to you, especially early on in the pandemic, you guys went to essentially zero. Yeah. Um, I mean, when, no one was hosting baseball games. No one was hosting any sporting events at all. What was it like throughout the pandemic? And then where does sort of the future coming out of the pandemic when you've had all this time to really reevaluate everything and say, here's who we are for the next 35 years. And other than the three of us just crying on Zoom calls together. Yeah, and those are fun. <laughs> those are some crazy days. <laughs> I, I still don't remember these. <laughs> Lots. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think the model is still online. For sure. We've talked about doing some brick and mortar stuff, but, you know, Dick Sporting Goods and some of those bigger brands, I think they kind of own that space. It would be a pretty big undertaking to, to do that. We might dabble in some pop up concepts and stuff here and there, but I think mostly online. I think what we really learned during the pandemic was continuing to just offer one item and specializing in it with each website. Um, nobody else really does that in our space. They all try to sell everything. And so like if you go to Amazon and have a question about a bat, you're not going to get much you know, feedback. So we want to be the experts in each product that we sell. What's the highest um, cost item in each sport? And then go build a just website for that sport. So just bats, just gloves, just paddles, just hockey sticks, whatever, just golf clubs. You could kind of see that that could be the model that you could yeah. follow. But you just said it, the highest cost item in each sport. Yeah. So that's really where you guys like to play when you're evaluating new sports is like, one factor. Yeah. And then like, if let's say, do they have vendors that are in the baseball space that are also in the hockey space? So like Easton, 
that's a bonus. We know we could open up with them right away. Um, how you ship it, you know, shipping costs are crazy. So is it, can we ship it similar to a bat? Can it go in one box mm -hmm. or do the dim weights, you know, kill you when you ship it and stuff like that. So we have kind of a list of criteria that since the pandemic, we've started to put together and really look at it routine, which you mentioned with the hat, the apparel company, it's a different model. It's our own stuff. We haven't had to deal with that before. That's been the biggest challenge the last two years is trying to plug this thing where you have to do the product development for the first time. Mm -hmm. We don't make bats. We don't have to come up with the names, the colors, any of that, the shirts, hats, hoodies. We got to come up with that. Yeah. That is a completely new ball game. We thought we could just plug it right in and it would just run. Nope. Different, mm. different game. So we've learned that our bread and butter is definitely the online retail, you know, reselling other people's stuff. That's the machine we've built for 20 plus years. Doesn't mean we can't do anything else, but that's the sweet spot. How do you evaluate? So I, I bought pickleball paddles from y'all, right? Thank you. Uh, but then I've never played pickleball. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? We have to Seriously. do that. All right. Well, we're going over to pro athlete later to play pickleball. I bet they have yep. a court. We do. <laughs> so, but with that, right, when I was looking at kind of entering into pickleball for, for myself personally, uh, you all had paddles, right? And I was like, do they, you know, can I buy pickleball balls here? Can I buy nets here? And no, the focus is paddles. Maybe you have them now. How do you evaluate when there are those, you know, maybe smaller, not the highest revenue item per se, but yeah. is there internal dialogue as far as like, should we do this? Is this yeah. in line with the brand? And, and how do you make those decisions? It's a struggle every single day. You know, we've tried a little bit of everything, selling backpacks or bat bags on uh, just bats, but then it kind of doesn't fit in that shipping model. You know, your and name so, is a lie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's right. We And as crazy as it sounds, we struggle with that. We were going to put gloves on just bats one time. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yeah, we would probably sell more gloves if we did that. Sure. But can we get past the thought that this thing's called just bats? Yeah. And so we didn't do it. But yeah, we talk about that stuff all the time because we're constantly getting pressured by our suppliers to sell batting gloves and cleats and catcher's gear and all that. And I think as hard as it was, because I was always pushing to do that, mm -hmm. um, staying focused, you know, you read it in all these books, yep. it, it works because yeah. we set out to become the best at selling baseball bats. And I think we did it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you go into Dick Sporting Goods, you're going to get somebody who knows a little bit about every sport. If you come to yep. us, you're going to get the person who knows more about bats than anybody on this planet, sure. you know, that's going to answer the phones. And that's what we want. Yeah. Uh, so getting into new sports, the inventory how much inventory do you guys look at as if we're going to do this, we have to buy blank amount of inventory to really get behind this and do that the right way. I mean, is it, are we talking millions of dollars of yeah. base inventory just to say we're going to do pickleball paddles? Like, all right, we need to dedicate two and a half million bucks towards this. Like, are they numbers that are seven figures that high? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we don't, necessarily approach it that way. But yes, I mean, we're probably not there at pickleball yet because we wanted to kind of learn the space a little bit more. But yeah, I think if we went into like a golf clubs or a hockey sticks or something like that, that would definitely be something to consider. Pickleball is just this weird sport. I mean, I've never seen anything like this in our lifetime. It's a mm -hmm. sport that's just like growing like crazy. We just wanted to get in there as quick as we could. I think one of the biggest challenges is will these vendors let you open with them? If you're if you're them, why just sell it direct? You mm -hmm. know, that's how I kind of look at it. And, you know, our biggest competitor is Amazon Dick's and our third biggest competitor is the suppliers themselves. Interesting. And that's a crazy dynamic because they want to sell direct. If I'm running one of those companies, I would do the same thing. Mm -hmm. But on bats and gloves, we have such a big following that just yeah. to shut us off. 
you know, and that's been the biggest challenge probably in the last, I'd say six or seven years is how do we balance this relationship? Yeah. But it, it's pretty fun. I mean, I'd, I wouldn't have it any other way. It's a nice challenge. Yeah. Well, we'll introduce you to Jackie after this, and then maybe she'll give you a two and a half million dollar loan oh, from cool. Emprise for <laughs> inventory purchases. And well, Jackie, you can have collateral of a bunch of pickleball pallets. Andrew, this is called Let Me Be Brief, which means we got to stop okay. soon. Uh, but before we get there, uh, just a final question, not related to the business. What is, what's the coolest experience that you've ever had? Wow. Can't say why for kids. Okay. You gotta, you gotta go with something more clever. Um, I would say 2014, mm -hmm. uh, Royals wildcard game. Mm -hmm. We gave every employee and their like a, uh, a guest free tickets and we did a big tailgate and like took everybody to the game and we all got to experience, you know, that game together, you know, 30 years of no playoffs and whatever. I mean, you guys all remember it. It was just like magical day, but to get to see, you know, uh, an employee and his dad, like mm. hugging, you know, when that, when the Royals won and just, you yep. know, there were probably people in tears in our suite and all yeah. these different things. That was pretty cool to get to see, you know, being in the baseball business, it made a lot of sense to go do that. And we had everybody out there. It was, it was pretty awesome. Best game ever. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know you yet, but we probably high fived. I believe it on that. Day. I believe it. Um, hey, on behalf of Emprise Bank, the Jay Rieger and Co Distillery, uh, Let It Fly Media, Swell Spark, uh, so proud to know you and to see what you've done in the Kansas City community. Excited for this year. Excited for back in office and excited to see your continued growth. Thank you for being on our show. Yeah, thank you guys. Appreciate it.